standing by, I'm really happy to have her back. Tasia Valenza is joining us. She is an Emmy-winning actress, motivational speaker, founder of Giving Great Voice, and a TEDx speaker. It's my pleasure to welcome her back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. So wonderful to be with you I'm again. so happy to have you back on again. I felt like we didn't have enough time before. Well, there's never enough time when it's, when it's uh, convening with someone that you really enjoy speaking with. That's, oh. the, that's the great thing about, uh, I was called Getting Great Voice, you know, time flies when, yes. You, yes. when you connect. So before we get into uh, your background, because I have some questions about voice acting for people who are listening, acting, and your path. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You and I were talking about Kobe and, and the impact of that, whether you're a sports fan or not. Tell me uh, your thoughts on, on how you're feeling. Well, I, when I heard just, again, because, of course, being in L.A., it, uh, he was such a pivotal figure and, you know, really represents so much of, of an icon here that I, I, even though I wasn't a basketball fan, I, I really understand this communal grief that has been coming out because um, I think because even if you're, you know, anybody who's well-known or a celebrity that you, uh, that shares their life with you, you know, and that's, that's, uh, you feel like you know them, and right. the connection is so great uh, because of what they represent to you. So for me, my instant lens, my grief came from the loss for his uh, wife uh, sure. to lose a child, right, and uh, right. and a husband in one day, and of course the other people on the plane as well. There were there were other. Uh, it was. You know, the, that, that sense of loss is so great because that's my lens that I identify. So it wasn't as so much the, the basketball part of him, but the father yes. uh, and the husband. So I think when we have somebody, it represents, even if it's, you know, the other individuals that, that lost their lives, that, that was incredibly tragic too. But because we identify with this particular human being on such a larger-than-life scale, we, I think we focus yes. uh, our grief to that. So I think he represented the grief for the whole. Um, and I think that's probably what people are experiencing that lens, whatever their connection to him was. I do want to mention that uh, the other people on the plane, in, excuse me, helicopter, included Orange Coast College head baseball coach John Altobella, Altobelli, his wife, and his uh, daughter. So, yeah. uh, you know, the OCC is reeling from this as well. Right. And then when, when you get a a name and a face to it, uh, the reality is much greater. And I think that's uh, that the communal grief. And that's the one thing I do, I was so moved by that um, the coming together yeah. uh, is something that, um, you know, just as in all milestones, uh, birth, um, you know, and, and marriage and uh, these occasions, uh, death can can bring us together in ways that we, you know, when we go through our daily lives, we just kind of lose track of each other. Yeah. Um, and it's a terrible way to have to come together, but it can be the healing and the, the uh, grief process together is so much greater than when we do it alone. I want to share something with you. A friend of mine who's on Facebook shared something. If you live in the OC, you have a Kobe story. Story, Whether it was sitting next to him while both of you were getting your nails done or seeing him <laughs> at a local shopping center uh, as he went out of his way to high-five your child who was wearing a soccer uniform or seeing a kid oh. shooting hoops at a local court and he was just casually joining in. Kobe defined the Southern... Oops. 
What was that? Sorry. It's okay. I'm calling my, my dog. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe your dog has an opinion, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kobe defines so I, Southern California. In fact, Kobe was instrumental in spreading the word when our friend's son, Blaze, was missing in a time when so many sports heroes and celebrities would rather hide behind sunglasses. Kobe, honestly, just walked around town with a smile and just enjoyed being part of this beautiful town. To all our friends who were directly impacted by this horrible tragedy, there were so many lives lost in this tragedy. Our hearts are with you. May his memory, his daughter, and all those who perished today be a blessing. I mean, I had to share that. That's beautiful, and I, yeah. I think that probably encompasses that he was uh, 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 beyond the, uh, the basketball star. He was loved as a human being. Yes. I hope what people can take away from this is just kindness and goodness throughout L.A. and beyond, you know, for what he did. Yes, I, I, I would think, again, that if we can, if we come together to the best ways to grieve together and to share and honor him and the others that have passed, and we can use it as a um, remembrance that life is so fleeting and that we think we have, you know, tomorrow to get in touch and the next week and I'll do it later, it's a reminder that uh, it's, it's unfair and it's not uh, doesn't make sense, right. but that we really have to be in the now and to appreciate every moment because we never know when it will be taken away. You bet. So let's switch gears because uh, I had you on before and you've got a lot to share about your career, your path to voice acting and on-camera acting. I, I want to share, because I've told you this, I've done voice acting. I, I love how much you can gain from this field. You know, wh- whatever your, your goal is. You know, for me, it was also building more self-confidence behind the microphone and kind of letting loose. Um, yeah. Tell me about that. Well, I think, you know, to me, anybody and everybody should take at least one voice acting class in their whole life because there's this, there's this freedom. And, of course, again, I always call it giving great voice, this notion that our voice is our most powerful communication tool. And when we connect to it and we actually have command over it, the, it, 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 it helps us to play not just roles as an actor, but roles in our life. And that's, that's the beauty of, of really connecting to our voice. And voice acting is a way to do that where, um, you know, I come from an on-camera background, and I know you've also done some acting on-camera or just only voice? Uh, both. Yeah, so yeah. The, uh, the on-camera is wonderful, but then the limitation of what do you look like, and you're not enough of this, and you're not enough of that, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I experienced. But once I attended into voice acting, that liberation, that what my voice could do uh, was the most important in how I can move and touch somebody, uh, whether that's being better, which I certainly am always challenged with as a mother, mm-hmm. uh, one of my greatest goals to get my kids to, you know, to actually listen to me without <laughs> resenting me, which I don't, I, 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 you know, I joke that I teach what we need to learn because certainly I can play that role better. But that, <laughs> you know, that in life we, we, we actually are always playing roles whether we realize it or not because we're multifaceted people. We're, we're friends and we're sisters and we're brothers and we're teachers. And uh, we're employees and we're confident candidates. And depending how we play those roles, we feel successful. Right. So the act of taking uh, voiceover 
And just starting to realize what this beautiful instrument can do is just something that I, I, I feel that everybody should have the opportunity to focus on, and that's kind of, you know, one of my, my platforms is to give great voice and teach you to think like a voice actor in your own life yes. so you can play your personal and professional more successfully. And to have fun, because as we get older, we forget how to have fun. And I remember when I first moved to Orange County, I took a class in uh, animation, animation voiceover. And the teacher was great. She had us actually write out the copy and then voice the character, and which uh, began became the foundation of a reel, a char- character on a reel for me. And so you... You just, you shouldn't limit yourself. You know, you should have fun and uh, oh, enjoy absolutely. this. Oh, absolutely. And I teach the animation classes, and those are my favorite ones to teach because I, I say that it literally gives permission for us to tap back into our, our children. Yes. Our kids are that. So we were free and, and had fun. And being a voice director, it's kind of crazy because you get to be paid be a child, essentially, to I have know. that kind of, <laughs> right? And, and yeah. so when my, when my students come in, and I would say the majority of them are just starting out or wanted to dip their toe, I like to say, their, their mouth into the uh, experience of it. I said, it doesn't really matter if you become a professional voiceover artist. You will take this skill set with you and wherever you go, and it will inform you, and it will also remind you to play and have more yeah. fun. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's really a very freeing uh, profession if you let yourself be open. It is, and it's something that, again, you, you, there's so much access to learning about it nowadays that you can utilize the tools, and um, you can then apply it elsewhere, or you can take an improv class, anything that connects you to enjoying your voice. And I, I think as we become more digitized, we're losing a lot of that, and we're not, we're not, we're not giving a great voice, meaning we're not even having an opportunity to, to use it. Right, um, because we're 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 so much uh, um, in the digital world now. I want to just mention who we're speaking with, uh, Tasia Valenza. Uh, am I d- pronounce that correctly? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I, I commend you because I forgot to remind uh, to say it. To you Fantasia. That's right. I, I always, I always love to narcissistically say, "Just be a fan of Tasia, and you will, <laughs> you'll know it. my name." I love it. I want to uh, mention that you uh, earned an Emmy nomination for your role on All My Children. That's fantastic. That yeah, that was pretty cool because it was. Uh, uh, I was still a teenager, and it was my, uh, you know, an Emmy, and I think it was because I cried really well. <laughs> I, I, I was I played Dottie Thornton and uh, she definitely had a lot of uh, uh, pain and sorrow and so I I, uh, I was gave uh, into that really well and so I think that was the reason why but that was uh, a lot of fun and uh, it's great to have that background. So how did you end up in uh, you know voiceover and animation specifically and starting giving great voice? So I was in, uh, I started acting at 15. I was lucky enough to be um, discovered by Louis Mall, who was a great director. Oh, yeah, um, yeah the, the, uh, it was a little film called Crackers that was did not do well, but had some incredible people in it, like Donald Sutherland and Jack uh, no, Jack Warden and Sean Penn and some really cool people. And Very then cool. uh, I ended up on All My Children six months later. I think in New York, so my parents had the acting background, so it was 
you know, it wasn't just like I, I fell off a turnip bus. I have, I, I, was, I was kind of lucky enough to have uh, access to, you know, that opportunity. And so then I did that uh, on my children for three years, and then I came out to Los Angeles, and I did my time, you know, I, I call it the bad hair a decade, where I did <laughs> a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, movies of the week, and mm-hmm. all, uh, you know, Highway to Heaven, and the A-Team, and 21 Jump Street, and, you right. know, that, that period. I'm dating myself. And then, um, you know, over time, my mom uh, suggested that I consider voiceover. And at that time, I was like, what is voiceover? Because it was still such a, a niche that most people didn't know about. And I, 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 I started studying it and realizing that, yes, this experience was pretty amazing that all the rejection that I got as an actress was, yes. was going away because for the first time, it was just about what I could do with my voice and not what I looked like and... You know, sure. not being enough of, because so much of on camera, you know, is about, again, you being in the character, and so you're told you're, the, you know, you might be the best actress, but that, that doesn't necessarily get you the job. Yes. And so I, I had a six-year period about it, and my, my therapist one day said to me, you know, your mental health seems to be going up in proportion to the amount of voiceovers you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I took that as a very good Spot note. On. And, yeah. Right? And yes. so I... Uh, and I met my husband at the time, who I often knew would not be <clears throat> thrilled with the idea of me going off to a desert island with a very hot guy and saying, you know, but I'll be back, and it's totally professional. <laughs> um, uh, so I think the combination of those two made me realize, you know what, I'm going to give my all to this yes. and see where it takes me. And that was 20-something years ago. And then uh, so I loved it. I have three beautiful children. I'm still married to the same guy. Um, so it was... <laughs> The right decision, but I started realizing it as, as I was teaching voiceover and and combining my you know I like to say my thirty years of therapy mm-hmm. that um, part of what has made my personal life so successful as well was this understanding of giving great voice the understanding that you know when I when I am successful landing my message in the way I intended uh, that 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 helps me in those roles so. Yes. I started teaching this, and then I realized, you know, the same thing that actors learn, uh, non-actors can learn. You know, how can we be better in our real lives by asking these four questions? Um, who am I in the scene of my life? Mm-hmm. Who am I speaking to? What do I want? And how does my voice support that intention? I love that. So yeah. I can give you, you know, an example that everyone can relate to is, my husband knows exactly how I feel about him mm-hmm. as soon as I've said his name. Okay. So if I say, honey, oh, yeah. Up, you know, <laughs> conversation on his way, right? But if I say, Harvey, <laughs> right? Yeah. He knows. Or and honey. Right? Or even honey, right? Honey. Tone. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, so if I can be more intentional, uh, that will allow me to maybe, again, have him leave the house uh, and feel good about me without me being reactive uh, and, and whatever mood I'm in or whatever I wanted. You know, in other words, we're so triggered, especially by our, our family members. But in real life, oh, yeah. of course, you know, we have to play. Um, I talked about in this TEDx talk that I was just about to launch. Uh, I focused on the courageous, confident candidate. Because oh. all of us have to play the courageous, confident candidate. Yes. And it's really hard to do that. I want to ask you, when will people be able to listen you know, watch the TEDx talk. Uh, we're just 
finishing up uh, and just about to sending it to Ted. So Yay. hopefully it'll be in the next two weeks and it'll be out there. And it's my hope to teach uh, this notion of giving great voice and how it can better our, I call it, you know, our better confident verbal communication with those we love mm-hmm. and those that we want to, uh, again, inspire, we want to inspire and to, to help us to communicate with each other and also, I hope, to inspire people to even just reach out and call each other more. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Instead of texting. Yeah, I think it's, it's become an aberration to call people. I know. It's and just it's just like getting together. Like, right, we yeah. all mean to it. We, let, we have to schedule it in this time. I mean, we've... We're texting. We're, all, we're <laughs> overextended now. Right. Uh, and um, I think that there's something to be said that that is creating so much more loneliness, even though we're so connected. We're not connected. We're not. No. <laughs> no. We've lost that sense of connection face-to-face. Right. Right. And, I, and it's easy to do. I mean, even, even our technology can be supported by doing a FaceTime call. Yes. Um, you know, I always I have... Um, my bestie lives in Colorado, and whenever you know we call each other a lot, but when we, we actually look at each other in the face, it's like, oh my God, I miss you so much, but I miss you less because I'm seeing you now. And I think right. we can take advantage of our technology, uh, but I think again, when we when we're using it to the point where we where it's where it's a, a, you know overly assertive to call someone, I think something something's gone wrong, and I, I think we we need to get back to our. our voice-to-voice communication. You and I, I mean, look what you're doing. You're, you're having these amazing conversations Thank with you. people, and you're touching so many lives. Well, um, we're, that's, that's we're all hurting. You know, we all go through these ups and downs, and I just found this as my focus, you know, in life. But you truly do represent what I consider giving great voice. You move and touch and inspire people Thank you. with your voice, and you bring together and we're, you know, in our humanity, we, we, we're designed to connect with each other this way. And this new aberration uh, of, 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 of with social media, which, is, which has an amazing opportunity to extend our reach mm-hmm. and touch each other all over the planet, but, but not at the cost of our intimate communication. Right, uh, yeah. And the stuff that makes us human. And I think, again, that, that that's, that's something that I really would love to stress, um, you know, my... I know you're, you've had so many loved ones pass that you yeah. you're, you're, uh, care about, and I, 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 I end my TEDx speaking about that night as the, you know, the role of daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have been much more compassionate and loving with my mother who passed. And um, well, I, reg- okay. I regret, you know, not being able to call her and tell her. So, you know, okay, but I have to stop you right there. Because a lot of people say, I shoulda, I coulda, I woulda, and they beat themselves up. I mean, you can do that temporarily, but you do have to move forward oh, in a healing way. I do. Yeah. I forgive myself oh, for okay. it. I, I okay. totally do. I okay. just, but I, I use it as a, as a reminder that, you know, oh, yeah. when we, we, we need to reach out to those we love. Because when they're gone, yeah. we, we don't want to live with that. Uh, that oh, yeah. sense of like I I, I could have should have would have exactly what yes. you're saying, but yes. I I just think that um, again I think we you know you and I grew up our phone calls were the way you communicated. Oh yes, uh, but this is something that our technology is uh, you know slowly but surely diminishing to the point where you know the majority of my phone rings is for you know uh, spam calls. How about you? Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's, it's it's something that's becoming 
an aberration, but, you know, one of my jokes is, I'm bringing boys back, and hashtag, it's cool to call. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I want to share something with you, and I think you'll appreciate this. Years ago, I just had my second daughter. Um, This was 2000, I would think it was about 2003, and I hadn't spoken to my grandmother in Florida in uh, over a month, and I could have kicked myself because it was terrible but I was so busy and I kept saying I'm going to call I'm going to call and by the time I called the woman at the um, nursing home said you know she's really not speaking very much lately and I thought oh so I said could you put the phone to her ear it's her birthday and it's Mother's Day on the same day and I said hi grandma and all of a sudden she lit up she says hi sweetie pie and the nurse almost fainted. And, and I said, hi, Grandma, how are you? She's, I'm good, honey. How are you? So hi. it's just that she was locked in and, and no one had opened that up except a familiar yeah. voice. Yeah. That's exactly, exactly. And I, I, had, I had a Getting Great Voice challenge last year where I was asking people to share how they touched people with their voices and shared it as a, as a challenge. And this would have been that, that amazing story that just sometimes a reminder of what our voices can do yes. when, we, when we reach out and touch someone. You know, the old AT&T, reach out and touch someone. Who knew it would be something that we'd actually have to remind people to do? But um, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that I believe is, is what connects us to each other and creates that sense of, of, of love and connection and to be felt and to be heard. Yes. And, and I, so, you know, giving great voices also... It's three. It's it's holistic in terms of it's how do you give great voice to yourself? What's your self speak? Mm-hmm. Because so many of us tear ourselves down so easily, right. um, and yet we you know go out and be, we would never treat our best friend how we would treat ourselves. And I know you you address that, and I'm a big affirmationist yes. um, in that. And I even have a free affirmation meditation app that I'd love oh, to share with you. It's, yes, it's called Haven. It's completely free. I co-founded it, and I voiced each one. I co-wrote each mastery. Fantastic. And I call it Speaking the Language of Self-Love, which is a foreign language to so many people. Oh, yes. So okay. where, where can people find this? It's, uh, you just put plug in in your app store, whichever one you have, okay. Haven, H-A-V-E-N, okay. um, Guided Affirmations, and it looks like a lighthouse. And my, my uh, the number one adjective I hear, soothing voice, will, mm-hmm. uh, will uh, help you to affirm yourself daily. And I call it, you know, like going to the gym for your mind. I love it. Um, because once we give ourselves, give great voice to ourselves, we have so much more bandwidth to give it to others. Mm-hmm. No, it's but really it's so important. Hard to, go ahead. Sorry, go on. No, you go on. I was going to say, because we have... A lot of times, I know I'm guilty of this, we have this ne- negative self-talk, and we need to mm-hmm. flip it to a positive self-talk. And yeah, I think a lot of us uh, weren't given permission to love it. It, it, it. It's cocky. In other words, yeah. I'm amazing. I love myself. I am that's awesome terrible. today, aren't I? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but if we really believe that, then, then it would be so great when someone said, I just got a promotion. We'd have a lot more bandwidth to say, that's amazing, as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, secretly... Good for you, you yeah, know, because right. you feel so mad about yourself. So <laughs> yeah. when you learn to speak the language of self-love and give great voice, and I do believe it's hard to learn a language in your head, right? You can't learn French in your head or right. Farsi or whatever you're learning. It has to be allowed. And, you know, it, it used to be considered airy-fairy, but when you look at people as, as that are, Brian Tracy is one of the foremost um, business coaches in the world, 
and I listened to his tape when I was 25, and it changed the course of my life. Uh, wow. The psychology of achievement uh-huh. was, was all about these things. Um, and I, I, I took 25 years, I listened again, and it was all about affirmations. Mm. How do we self-speak? And he wasn't coming from a, I love myself. He was coming that you, you, you program your mind with how you feel about yourself. And if you, if you say one affirmation only, or two, I like myself, I like myself, I like myself, your world reflects that belief. So you'll make decisions from that belief, Mm -hmm. and the world will then, uh, you know, again, draw to you, I like myself. So if you don't feel comfortable with I love myself, go with I like myself. But if you listen to that, you'll feel more comfortable. And I I associate it with, you know, learning a language. It's it's very awkward at first. Yes. And then you get more, uh, you know, proficient. You know, you could ask for... Or where they, in the restaurant, like, you know, you go to a foreign land, you know, where, where, where's the bathroom? But, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> and then one day if you say it enough, you become fluent. You bet. This is great. Uh, we have to wrap soon because, you know, beginning of the year, a lot of people say, I want to, you know, go to the gym more and I want to do this. And, you know, working on yourself, whether you want to go into voiceover professionally or you want to just explore it to to make you a more positive person and do something you've always wanted to do, it's very freeing you'll find another dimension of yourself. And, and, and you know that because you've experienced oh, that. Yes. Too. Yeah. It's, it's such a, and I think and everybody that can fall in love with their voices and what they can do, they'll enjoy it as, you know, whether or not they decide to become a professional voiceover, it will, it will support them in whatever uh, roles they choose to play. And it's, um, it is, like you said, very liberating. And yes. I, I'm so delighted to be able to like share that message with you. Well, I'm so happy to have you back on. I want to throw out your website. It's T-A-S-I-A-V-A-L-E-N-Z-A dot com and givegreatvoice.com. And on social, you're at uh, Give Great Voice. Is that right? Yes, and also TejaValenza.com. I mean, Tasia Valenza. Mostly, uh, I kind of toggle between the two, but um, okay. they can find all my posts and uh, anything that I can do to support that. That uh, messaging of how do we give great voice, that is, I feel like, my, my mission uh, as, we go, as I go forward. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling into the show again. And thank you so much for having me, Janine. My pleasure. Take care. Bye. That was Tasia Valenza calling in to talk about everything from her business, Giving Great Voice, and her upcoming TEDx talk, which I'll, I'll put info on that on my show blog. If you missed any part of this, our conversation will be on the show blog very shortly, probably by 1030. Uh, the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. That's a wrap for me. Standing by is Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. Have a great Monday, everybody, and I'll be back next week. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.